Yeah, but then you're going to Alabama. Like, right. Why, why, on purpose. Welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, like I understand if you got like work or family there, but... That's well. Or if you're doing all 50 states and you hadn't been there yet, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. What's the official state uh, produce of Alabama? These nuts? Pumpkin. Oh. Okay. All right. Today I learned. All right. I thought it was these nuts. That's boiled nuts. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, media <laughs> time. <laughs> I, I started, Joke grenade. It took me a minute. I, I, and now, now I caught up. I'm like, oh, that's weird that that's a... Oh. 100. I started watching There's Only... Or It's Only Murders or There's Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders, murders in the Building. In the building. It's a slow burn. I, I really liked it it's, so far. I'm all, I'm only in like episode three of the first season, so sure. don't fucking ruin anything no, no, else no, no, for no. me. But it's it's a it's it's a good show. It's very well done. It is. It feels like an Apple commercial, though. It hundred percent is. It's one of those. It's in that era of Apple TV shows where it's like, no, it's no, Hulu. we get it. It's an Apple show because the it's only not. thing. Yeah, it's not. That's the weird it's part. It's Hulu. Sure. 100%. Yeah, I'm hundred percent positive because I'm watching it on Hulu. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I don't have Apple TV. I'm in season three. Yeah, like I was very confused by that. I'm like, okay. wait a minute. I'm not an Apple TV. Why is this an Apple commercial? My bad. My bad. I'm wrong. No, no, you're good. But it, it is, you know, it's, it's really good. Um, but it very much is that, like. And I felt kind of personally a, attacked. A there, there's, the, there's a New York culture there. Yes, which I don't get. And at all. it absolutely it, and it's kind of like, you know, like the New York experience, whether it's Friends or Seinfeld or whatever, like doesn't necessarily work yeah. like for me on all levels, but I can appreciate what it is. And it's good times. Yeah, I mean, it's well shot. It looks amazing. But but again, it, it feels like because immediately my my thought was. Wait a minute! Did I pull up Apple TV? No, I didn't. So why is this an Apple commercial? Why is everything an Apple commercial these days? Because they're recognizable, and they want you, you know, and they promote the crap. Do, out do you of remember they when put we out used the to... same phone? It's got a little different special metal in it this year. Did you see that? Yeah, it's titanium now. Do you remember though when like you we would watch like The Office or Parks and Rec, and like everything was hidden, like you couldn't tell what device it was. Like what happened? The product placement. I remember back in my earlier telecom days watching TV and there would be a phone ringing and I'd be able to tell you what phone what, it was? What, what PBX yeah. that was. I'm like, oh, that's a that's a Toshiba. I know that one. Oh, that's a Nortel. Uh? Welcome to Telecom Nerds. Yes, exactly. Wells. Yes. Oberon was yes. kind of a once a year, right around the kickoff of... Baseball, baseball season. Baseball season, beer. Yeah, so Oberon, if you've been living under a rock, is weirdly, I believe it's considered the flagship or a it flagship or whatever of Bell's Brewing. Uh-huh. And Which is crazy when you've got two-hearted, but whatever. Exactly. Right. Two-hearted's like year-round, but like, hey, Oberon. Here's um, this once-a-year beer right around baseball season. Yeah, Wheat Ale, um, I enjoy Oberon. All right, so before we get yep. into the headline, I am curious sure, sure. about this. Uh-huh. Did you ever look at it as a competitor to like Blue Moon or any of that stuff, or do you think it's different? I, I did because the can was orange. Okay. Whether or not that's fair is the different story, but I mean, okay. like, it felt like the marketing said, we're like Blue Moon, but we're not course. Okay. Uh, I never really equated them. I think by the time I got around to drinking Oberon, I was... A long way removed from drinking Blue Moon. Okay, fair enough. But but what's happening with Oberon now? They're going year round. That's but, blasphemous. But it's it's not like regular Oberon. It's like Oberon Eclipse. So they're taking they're they're modifying it a little bit um, instead of just like a wheat ale. Um, wheat. Wheat. Uh, this is a this has citrus and coriander. And it's a little stronger, and it uses like a Belgian yeast strain instead of their house yeast strain. And okay, so that sounds like that is meant to be a Blue Moon competitor. It it does kind of look like it. Over it, on it Eclipse, looks it's like got it, a quarter yeah. moon on there. Like it, it looks like it. And then you were mentioning coriander, coriander, coriander and, and yeah. So this has citrus in it, whereas like Blue Moon would just be like a coriander wheat ale that has you know typically served with a fruit. This is like oh, we got the fruit in it. So. I, I think you have a point that Oberon that that Bell's with this Oberon Eclipse is straight up aiming at Blue Moon and 
I'll I'll be frank. Like, if, if I see this, I would I would love to try it. Oberon like really does get me. I mean, it baseball season and warm weather and all that good stuff. It's like right over the corner. You see Oberon come out in March, and it's like oh cool. Like things are starting to warm up and right. starting to brighten up, and I can. Watch baseball on TV, or yeah, it doesn't um, get dark at five o'clock, or you know, right? <laughs> yep, oh. all, all that shit. Um, I, I I'm right there with you. I I will say it right here and right now. I will buy one of these because I'm sure it'll be in a six pack at least, if not a twelve. I'll buy a six or a twelve, and I I will save one for the show because mm-hmm. I am curious to see if if this really is a a, di- a direct shot at Blue Moon because it always felt like Oberon OG. Wasn't, but as Kansas boy, Boulevard Wheat wasn't a direct competitor to Blue Moon. It was a wheat beer. Yes. And that's where I always saw Oberon to me wasn't a competitor to Blue Moon. It was, here's our version of what Boulevard has done for years. Okay. All right. I could see that. And, and I was always happy because, you know, again, moving here before Boulevard got bought, had no access to any other stuff anymore. Right. So having a wheat beer or a wheat beer, um, in the springtime, it's just, it's easy drinking. It's perfect. I want one. I'm curious to see how this turns out. Yeah. It, um, it makes me wonder how well blue moon continues to sell. There was that period yeah. of time where it was the, yep. Like the beer that sold like time. I don't see people buying Blue Moon. I don't see people ordering Blue Moon. I so mean, it was a, definitely of a time. It's a curious, you know, choice to say, well, we're going to go year round with Oberon. But I'm sure they're also looking at it and saying, like, we have this huge spike. Yep. You know, it's like another brewery here in town that made a beer that everybody was excited about and sold like crazy. And then they're like, well, let's just make it all year round. And it's like, well, that's the way to let it collect dust on the shelves. That's a choice. Yep. I don't know. Uh, so over on seasons from March until September, and this is going to be October till February. And uh, I'm trying to think of other breweries that kind of Anderson Valley is the first one that pops into my head. They have a God. A, I haven't heard of that place in forever. So their Goza is pretty good, but they have like a spring summer kind of Goza, and then a like a, a fall a winter, winter. Uh, Goza as well. I mean, it's always like like blood orange. I think is the now I can't remember if it's blood orange, just the spring, summer, or if it's the fall. Anyway, point is like you, you've got something that works for you and you just tweak it like a little bit and have it work for you year round. But there's enough difference, enough daylight between the two of them that Oberon's still going to be special, but now you just get something else to look forward to. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm not like, oh my god, I'm gonna like camp outside my retailer for a drop of this, but <laughs> which you won't have to, I'm sure. I know it's gonna be around for a while, so eh, still definitely keen to try it. So there's that. Oh, all right. So what's what's going on with state beer laws? We love state beer laws. We, on, we on do. This show. We do love uh, beer laws, so especially is this, New is Jersey. This, this guy's law is this Murphy's law. Because yeah, uh, apparently this is Murphy's Law. What can go wrong is going wrong. Are we talking about bottles? Can can go can go wrong. Oh can. my god, stop it! <laughs> so, uh, we've talked about the Garden State, New Jersey, uh, quite a few times over the years. On purpose, no less. I know. Um, unfortunately, uh, some time back, uh, the. Liquor Commission, whatever, in the state of New Jersey decided to limit uh, the kinds and number of events that brewery tap rooms can host. Like, you can't show... Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're limiting, like, 20... They're limited now to 25 special events. And special events is like, oh, cool, you want music on a... Like, you want a, a musician to, like, set up, do, like, an acoustic gig, whatever, on a Friday night. That There's one. Yep. You want to have a sport? You want to have sports on TV? You want to show like the Giants game on TV? There's, There's two. two. Um, 
you know, 365 days out of the year, and you can only do special things on 25 of them. Plus, you can own, like, to drink beer in the tap room, you have to take a tour, which we saw in Georgia, yep. you know, for a number of years. Um, so, a, a piece of legislation is, you know, passed through uh, both houses of uh, New Jersey's General Assembly and was, it hit the desk of the governor. And he's going to do what's called a, what a, a, just, he's going to veto it by not doing anything at all. So, in other words, he's not going to sign it into law, but he's not going to officially veto it, it, so it just dies. It just dies. Yeah. And so this is a bill that would repeal all that garbage, and the reasoning being is, well, I want to do more. I want it like an overall, like a comprehensive piece of alcohol legislation, like a, a, a reform package. Okay. And I don't want to do things piecemeal. Okay. So they need to like do this other thing that I've been championing. But what? at the same time, why can we not just knock this out and, and get well, on with well, the rest of it later? Well, what's the other thing? I don't even... I, there's not a... Okay, well, so I was curious because part of me says... That makes sense. Like, if I am not officially signing this into law, but I'm not officially veto vetoing it because there is another piece to this that needs to be in this. No, it that, that, he, needs he to be one package. Like, he wants like a hundred. Let, let's say it's a hundred different changes that that he wants, and uh -huh. and I'm just like, this is an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like why not just do them twenty? Like twenty. Five times, but instead it's like no, I want like one package of a hundred. Because look, I, I was elected to lead, not to read. Number three. Oh gosh. I mean, it's one of those things where I get it to a certain extent because having things go through piecemeal, pork gets attached to these bills all the time. All the time. So why not just let it all be on one piece of legislation and it passes or it doesn't? And then I sign it because this has bipartisan support, right? In so both it houses, like right and, now, and so we go through it, the the state senate unanimously approved it. The state uh, the state assembly approved it. This is back in June, right? Meanwhile, these breweries are still daily, um, like under the thumb of these regulations, which have been relaxed, I think, until the end of the year. Okay. Like, oh, we're just not going to enforce it, but it's okay. still on the books. And it, it, you're, you're holding, like, people's livelihoods hostage here. You're also like, talking about a state where you can't pump your own gas. So there is that. Huh. Um, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I absolutely do. But then I also see the governor's point of there needs to be more reforms than this. If it's good reforms and it actually is going to help these small breweries and these small businesses, more power to them. If they're not, and he's being a dickhead and there's, you know, he's with the wine and spirits lobby, then he can go fuck himself. So, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a, in a statement, a state Senator said, and this is a quote, Governor Murphy's decision to hold our breweries hostage in a broader liquor license reform debate runs counter to the state's push to grow our tourism industry. Okay. It's like we've seen breweries start to go out of business because of these oppressive rules over-regulating their business and limiting their ability to serve food and hold events. Like, again, for something to pass a, a state senate unanimously... Why just just move on this and then get to the other like comprehensive reform? Like, what's wrong with doing a piecemeal approach? As long as it gets done, I don't care how you do it. it it's like cleaning your room. Like when I was a kid, I always hated cleaning my room like all at once. But if I bit it off and like little itty bitty, you know, bites, and suddenly like the whole thing's clean, I don't, doesn't matter how you do it, just do it. And this guy's like, uh, I, I want it all passed at once. I don't want it like, like a little so here, a little there. You don't want to pass something without saying you don't want to pass something. But like, the approval rating of this bill in the state of New Jersey is ninety-two percent. Sure. 
But again, tell, tell, me you you don't, tell me you don't want to pass it without saying you don't, you don't want, want to pass, pass it. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This has 92% approval rating. Let's do some more things to it then. No. Like, I, I get it. You, you want liquor license reform. I understand. That's something that's important to you. You have an outdated system, and it needs to be brought into the 21st century. But, like, that's liquor license reform. This is, like, brewery regulations. Like, they're two different things. Why, why are you trying to, like, loop, like, group them in together? Like, using one as a bargaining chip to get the other through is kind of the way I'm looking at it. No, well, yeah, that's pretty much what he's doing. But Some people are blacksmiths. This guy... Not so much. <laughs> and then I included like a second article that like it's a distillery. I know that's doesn't you know, like pertain to it's wine and spirits. I know it's spirits, <laughs> not wine. So a, a distillery is closing in New Jersey, and they are specifically saying, "Hey, like this is not the main cause. Like these regulations are not the main cause of us shutting down." But at the same time, like it he would have liked to have opportunities to bring in additional customers with special events and live music. Like sure. Your business may have been doomed because you just don't know how to run a business, but like why, why are we taking all these things off the table for, for people? I don't know. I'm just frustrated by the whole damn inefficiency. Again, you're talking about a state that you can't pump your own gas. Like none of this should surprise anybody. Honestly, it really shouldn't. Like, it feels like, you know, the the craft beer world, the spirits world, the wine world grows out of spite of New Jersey, right? Because you can't Just to prove a point. You can't fucking do anything by yourself there. So, I, I I've been off and on kind of think. I mean, I'm not about to like look it up, but I'm just trying to think. What's a brewery in New Jersey? Can y'all just off the top of your head name a flying fish carton? What was carton? Was that New yep? And then flying fish. Okay, so there's two. Yep. See, ha, two. <laughs> your but your point is valid. Like there's not a lot of name recognition for New Jersey. No, because of their their laws. Yeah. I mean, give me a list of you know states in our union, and I can just name multiple breweries for almost every single state. Kansas. Alabama. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was immediately challenge accepted. Well, like, today on Stump the Wells, <laughs> we're going to. Ah, whatever. You're fine, dude. You're fine. You're I'm fine. saying like almost. I said almost every, not every. But, right, no, I, I but New Jersey? Know. Okay, cool. There's two. Right. Well, there, there, well, and, and, you know, when you look at the population of New Jersey, it's fucking huge. It's not like it's a small little. Huge. Huge. It's not some small little island. But again, you know, at the same time, as I've repeatedly said, you're looking at a state that is an anti-state at the end of the day. So the fact that they're trying to even attempt to be somewhat progressive in the world of alcohol, good on them. But I would, you know, back to what Jeff was saying, tell me you want to pass. You don't want to pass something without saying you don't want to pass something. Right. Kind of what that feels like. And it's a shame, but... This I, that was good. I don't have. I have no idea even where you are at this point. So <laughs> he's right I, there. I'm right here. <laughs> nah, beer wise. I know. I mean, I know which one I haven't poured for you yet. That's about as far as it goes. Okay. He talked a lot, so we didn't get to drink much. Yeah, I'm sorry. Poor Wells. What's what's going on in Virginia? <laughs> Finally, something good is coming out of state liquor law discussion. Woo! And this this is big because this is the first time something like this has been enacted. Like. At, at, on a state level, like in the country, so this is this is pretty cool. Um, Virginia, like a lot of states out there, have like distribution laws. Um, you can't self distribute, but um, they are getting ready to set up essentially a state run distributor that would allow certain breweries of like, and this is pretty much aimed at very like small um, growing breweries okay. um, that would allow them to self-distribute through this state-run distributorship. It's not going to cost a lot. And 
Well, okay. I'm get I'm getting ahead of myself. The it, it's not like you can just do self-distribution all day through this arm. It limits you to 500 barrels of beer like per year okay. that you can sell to this state-run distributor, and then they'll you know, dole it out from dole there out. Okay. or whatever. Um, Which isn't a lot, By in case you don't know, 500 yeah, barrels isn't fi- a lot. 500 barrels is nothing, but yeah. it's, 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 more a start. Than, yeah. it's more than zero. And what's really rare about this is it's a, a multi-year effort by the Virginia Craft Brewers Guild and the Virginia Beer Wholesalers Association. Whoa! Yes. and Wh- Wholesalers are... I, wow. But think of it this way. If you are wholesalers in the business of selling beer and their job is easier if there's brand recognition behind the products that they're trying to sell. Yep. So for them to take on... And, and attempt to sell beer by a, a newly opened brewery that has no name recognition, no nothing. It's super hard for them. And those breweries are just going to get buried in the cogs of the machine that is a wholesaler. Yeah. However, if you can allow them to establish like a, a little bit... N- name cachet. Like, name cachet. And, you know, handle the first 500 barrels of your own distribution. Kind of get yourself out there. Get your, like, market yourself however you see fit when it comes time for you to, like, you're, you're grown out of that first 500, you know, grown out of this program. And you go to a distributor. Their job is so much easier all of a sudden. So. Because people know who this brewery is. And they're like, oh, cool. Um, the, the profit margin is higher. You're not signing your rights over when you do this, right? Like, I don't believe so. Okay. I mean, because I mean, that's one of those big things that we've always talked about with distros in general is that you sign up with the distro and you're signing your rights over to said distribution place and they basically own everything, which is archaic and fucking weird to me that I. I understand the idea if you know, like from a distributor side, if they're going to commit to promoting and selling your product, they want some control. And over time, it probably became like we had a bad experience with this brewery. So now we're going to add this to our language. And so it just kind of became what it is today, which probably isn't necessary across the board. But they're going to want to control their part that they want to control. Right. Because it's they, what, because at the end of the day, they're the ones trying to make the money by selling the product. Right. So, like, I like it's an untenable situation, but I understand why it's there. I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't either. And, and I will forever be behind the fact that the three-tier system should be demolished in this country because it, it makes no fucking sense. But, but, but also, again, and, and I'm playing devil's avocado because why not show two? You have a brewery that needs help. They sign up for distro so that they can get to more markets and to more facings and grocery stores and everything else. Now they're suddenly out everywhere. And then, oh, lo and behold, we just got gold for the hazy IPA at GABF. And now they're selling like hotcakes. They shouldn't be allowed to just walk away from a relationship with a distributor because now it's more beneficial for them. You know... I see it both ways. No, you don't. You see it my way. No, I don't. I see it both ways. You see it my way. So the cost on this is interesting because uh, this year's budget kicked off uh, $458,000 in the budget for startup costs. And then over the next two years, it includes an additional $784,000 to fund it. So, that, I mean, that's a lot of money. That's $784,000 plus $458,000. I mean, that's over a million dollars. Yeah. However... Uh, according to Brewers Guild projections, if 100 breweries uh, did their 500 um, minimum or 500 maximum, I should say, that brings in $6.9 million in taxes and fees to the state. So for a low cost of $1.1 million, million, you're bringing in $6.9 million. And also you're fostering a, like just a whole cottage industry of these smaller breweries. Like and, you were, and they're about to have weed money too. Uh, yeah. They, they about to, they about to be rolling in some dough here pretty quick. Um, 
so again, as long as I don't have to sign my rights over yeah. as a brewery, I think this is really cool. I, I, I do like this idea as a concept, especially because, again, it's an easy way for me to kind of get my name out there. I can market myself a little bit. I can get my name out on the shelf and everything like that. My whole point or my whole argument, I think, of where what irritates me about the three-tier system is what Jeff was just talking about of I'm a small guy. I sell my rights to you. I blow up because I got this gold at GABF. And now I am hamstrung because I signed this contract where maybe I didn't even know what I was making. Sure. Maybe I had no idea that this was going to blow the fuck up. But you, but you need... You but need how am I being punished as a business that... I am now in this bullshit contract that I can't get out of easily. Right. And, you know, it, it stinks of the it's, record it's, industry it's a little, to me. And I agree. It's a little too heavy-handed towards the distributors. Yes. Because they're the ones that have all the control. And, and we've seen time and time again where brewery signs up with a distributor. Distributor promotes the crap out of them. The market doesn't really support the product. And the distributor just kind of quietly shutters them. Yep, and, and pretty then much kills discounts them. everything. Yeah, yeah, and and like that sucks too. But when there's, I, I mean, when was the last time? God, I can't believe I'm going to ask this question. When was the last time you saw Nugget Nectar Nugget knew, Nectar on the shelves in this fucking Nugget. city? It, it shows up at the big box store about once a year. That's it. Like we don't get Nimble Giant. We don't get. Any of the other stuff from them. Maybe the Matt The big Elf? box store does. Okay. I've seen Nimble Giants and um, maybe not Nimble Giant. I'm thinking of the uh, the Founders one, Four Giants. Okay. But yeah, you, you get some Trogue stuff at the big box stores, but it's nothing to write home about. Right. And oh so now we're at this point of, I don't know. The, we, we could argue ad nauseum about how, how bullshit the, the three-tier system really is because... It is so heavy-handed towards the distributors. I think this is very cool. Good on Virginia for letting the small guy try to do their own thing. All right, Wells, what's Sierra Nevada doing? I don't know. This kind of sounds like fun. They're holding a contest to celebrate. Ooh, a contest. It's a golden ticket? Thankfully, no. In, oh. in, in five 12-packs across the country, <laughs> there are five golden tickets hidden. Who will be the first one? We'll be here to catalog them. So they're having their Sierra Nevada is is running a contest with that you can enter and it's, it's called Still the One, and it's to celebrate forty years of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale being which is a crazy. market leader. No joke, forty years. I'm like, wow. wow, I'm somehow older than Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That, that sucks. Just barely, but just, I am too. Just barely. It was legal before you were? Wait, no, that's not. Oh, God. That's not a show title. Stop that. Nope. Nope. It's absolutely not going to be a show title. Um, Until it is. It's not. It was legal before Wells. So, basically, you enter this contest, and then they will fly you and five friends to their Mills River Brewery, which isn't a very long flight for us in Charlotte. Unless but, you drove yeah. to like, let's say Texas <laughs> for giggles. Uh, the, the prize includes flights, uh, hotel accommodations, meals, a merch package. And then you get to work with Sierra Nevada brewery brewers to develop a, a recipe and name your beer. And you will get sent home with some of it. And the rest of it gets poured in their tap room. Time out. How are you getting sent home with a beer? That you're there to create. Beer does not turn around that fast. No, I mean, I'm sure they send you send it to you when it's done. Oh, okay. Well, okay. You, you said you'd be sent home with it, so... Josh Whitney. They send it to your home. I don't get it. God, okay, all right, fine, 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 fine. absolute fine. semantics of this one. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, but what's the, what's the actual contest? That's what I care about. Do I have to do a TikTok dance or something? Oh. You can. Okay. Or you can just go on their website and... Tell a story and send a picture of y'all enjoying Sierra Nevada beer and uh, 
this, that, and the other. I didn't really like look too so far th- in. So, so this is uh, you get something because of exposure. Yes. Yay. Social media clout. Or you can just enter on their website and not go that whole route. No purchase necessary. I don't know. I just thought this was. I don't know. Cool. It sounds like, like purchase is necessary if I've got to take a video or a picture promoting their products. We should do a TikTok. Maybe we should just go. <laughs> we'll do a TikTok of stealing some Sierra Nevada beer. We'll talk about the story about how we had the idea to steal the Sierra Nevada beer because it's so good. Oh, can we jump into fish tank too? We got to jump into fish tank while we're at. I it. mean, sure. And then we'll have a coordinated dance. Yes. And then at the end, we'll all kill each other. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Perfect. Dear sister. <laughs> no, well, I'm not. I, I was just asking to be honest because. You know, sometimes these are like literally lotteries or things like that. So I didn't know if this was like a lottery type of a thing or if I needed to write an essay or make a TikTok video. I didn't know what the, the rules of engagement were. I mean, it's just a fun little contest like, okay. to enter. And I'm, I'm not about to go the whole social media route on this, but I did kind of poke around on their website today. And I got up to the point where they're like, upload a photo. And I'm like, no. Here's a picture I found on the internet of one of your cans. The end. <laughs> sure. Or stock photo. Here, here's a picture of me like, you know, drinking one of your beers in your parking lot. <laughs> um, here's a picture of Kevin James for no reason. And I, basically, like I saw Sierra Nevada contest, forty years of pale ale, and like accommodations and brew a beer. At, at Malt Disney Ooh, World. It's, and, it's, and it's if, all cool. And if y'all... It's super fun. Dear listener, if you have not yet been to the Sierra Nevada facility and... Dear co-host of, of the show, if you've not been to Sierra Nevada we can, facility... We can, we can work something out. We need to work something out. It's... It's special. It's, like, that... Yeah. It's, it's, a neat, it's a super neat place. Super neat place. I'm... I'm Probably the coolest brewery experience that I've ever had was... I, I drive by it twice. Well, I guess technically four times a year. And, it okay. just, and I die inside a little each time because I'm just like... I just want to go in there. <sighs> Can I stop for a while? I just I need a break, you guys. Yeah. And my wife's like, you've been driving for like less than two hours. Shut up and keep going. Okay. But, but I've been driving for two hours. I mean, Sit out and stretch my legs and drink a couple beers and then drive some more. One of the highlights Wait. of my beer career was showing up there for a tour as part of a conference and being a part of a tour group that Ken Grossman himself oh, that's fun. like was showing around the facility. So not oh, only cool. am I getting like a behind the scenes tour of Sierra Nevada, but Ken Grossman's giving me the tour. And, and he was, didn't probably drink any weird yeast or anything like that, no, did he? No. <laughs> okay. No. Ken Ken Grossman is like No, he seems normal. Yes. Compared to all the other billionaires in yeah, our That that was that was really cool, and I was trying my best not to have like a Wayne and Garth, like I'm not worthy kind of moment. Stop it, stop but, it. You're worthy. I know. All right, Alice. All right, last but not least, uh, Three Floyds. Hey. And Revolution. Hey, it's a twofer. I switched out uh, the links. Okay. So what's 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 going on with Three Floyds and Revolution? First and foremost, uh, Three Floyds Brewing, Indiana, just over the uh, uh, Illinois border. Uh, they closed their tap room in COVID, time. COVID times. And so they're like, oh, it's permanently closed. We're not coming back. Well, permanently is apparently temporary. It's a, a subjective word. It's right. a subjective word. And They have after, one called permanent funeral. Like, I don't know what other kind of funeral you're going to have, but I mean, like, I get it. Right. After uh, all, over three years of being shut down, um, they're working with uh, state or city government in the what Munster, Munster. Uh, you know about reopening their tap room nice. they want to do some improvements they sure. want to do a patio oh yeah is that the other gotta so have a patio gotta have a patio gotta have a patio um three floyds is one of those breweries that i've, I've never gotten the chance to visit and it, it's on my bucket list. Hey, so, if, if Dark Lord Day ever comes back, I will tell it. It did. It, it did. has. It well, did last in, year. in May, uh, and it's coming back again. Well, in this I know. May too, so I, I will tell you, seeing this picture had a little PTSD. I wondered because I wondered. that was the space that treated us so poorly. Yeah. Now again, that was 
a decade ago at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'd give it another shot. I mean, you know, we give breweries two years. I might as well let them have another shot. But um, unfortunately, there's no public time frame for them to reopen, which is kind of a bummer because I will be in Munster in June. I would not, not for Three Floyds Day, but you know, I would like to think that it should be open by Dark Lord Day. What what May? This I would year? imagine they'll want to be open by Dark Lord Day. Yeah, <laughs> one would think. So now, whether or not this is the year for Dark Lord, that's a conversation to be had out off mic. And it kind of depends on the bands, to be honest. Like that's the only reason I'm fucking going. I'm not going for that beer. I'm going for the bands. In the bottle share, you know, yeah, what, like yeah. if you, you thought like soy sauce, no, it, I love soy sauce. I hate that beer. It's it's fine. No, it's not. It's, Anyways, you got to try it at least once in your life. What's going on with Revolution? Revolution is is also making some big moves. Uh, they are getting ready to sink almost two million dollars into uh, their main production facility, um, solar panels, and wind different window like beautification projects but they're also looking at taking over a space that's next door to them that uh is going to be moving out and they're going to be hopefully moving in primarily using that for storage but kind of like who knows moving forward 1.8 million dollars to sink into like a facility that's a chunk of change well it says here that they are um illinois's largest craft beer producer that's not nothing no, not at all. I guess you kind of, once you take, like, Goose Island has an asterisk beside them because right. so much of their production right, got right, right, brought right. out of Illinois. Um, yeah, I mean, damn, I didn't I didn't realize that Revolution was, like, the number one craft producer. Of course, in I'm Illinois. also sitting here trying to think of another huge Illinois craft brewer. Like, there are good ones. You know, and we've had a bunch like 18th Street and Microphone and uh, Pipeworks, but I don't think any of them produce at the volume level that Revolution does. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely And that's not. probably what they're talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. But. Hey, cool. If that means. I mean, at one point before the show ends, we we have to go to Revolution. Like, that could be the final episode. <laughs> like, we'll We're, just we'll take the mics and we'll just leave everything there. Like, here you go, Revolution. You can take it over. We, like, we what did, are we doing with this? I don't want. We this. did not pay for a check bag on the return flight home, or <laughs> right. we did. But it's all beer now. It's all beer now, <laughs> right. and it's it's not going to be any of the stuff. And, and American and Airlines is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else about Rev or Triple? That's good stuff. Triple F. Yep. All right. Let's go take a break. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy no buy. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beers throughout the show, and we have a very simple scale. It's a one or a zero. It's very binary. We buy things or we don't buy things. Sometimes we do trades. Thanks, Scott, again for the porch bomb. We really appreciate it. And uh, sometimes we just buy our own stuff. So, Jeff, what's our first beer up? First beer up, speaking of buying our own stuff, Josh bought his own stuff. This is Other Half's 11 Pounders. Hazy IPA with a blend of hops... Blah, 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 blah. Big thing, small packages. 5.8% Citra Mosaic Galaxy Eldorado Amarillo. It is, um, it is, it is like if you think about a DDH IPA, this kind of fits it. It's, it's a, it's a really good DDH IPA. So I, I would buy it for being a really good DDH IPA. Well, uh, the thing about this 5.8%, it, it tastes, it, it, it rings all the same bells that like a seven and a half percent from them would do a, a lot of session IPAs, if you will, kind of lack. Um, th- this one brings the heat. It's damn good. Well-made. And I don't feel like I'm getting cheated on ABV or IBU. Uh, 
damn good. Josh. Yeah, absolutely. So this was actually the first one that I cracked out of my little case after I packed everything in. Of course, none of it was cold. So stacked it all up in the keyser, let it chill overnight, which was painful to admit that I literally set on all that beer for a night, like didn't touch it, wanted it to kind of get regulated by the the keyser and, and chill out. Regulate. And mount up. This was the first one I pulled, and it was immediately. Was it a clear like, black night? Clear bright moon. Moon. Okay. And immediately was like, okay, I did not get ripped off. Like, damn, this is good, and this I mean, this feels like it punches above its weight for re- what it is. Respectfully, we had this conversation I think last show about you know you buying this big case of other half beer. And it cost about what you were spending at your local bottle shop for your other stuff. And I'm not saying don't support your local bottle shop. Right. But, and I mean this, like, hear my loving heart when I say this, Josh. Yes. You pick shit beer. I know I do sometimes. And it's like, oh, damn, we're stuck with this travesty from that brewery again. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And sometimes you also have to play the hand that you're dealt and... I know best best of what they got. I guess. Yeah, you have to select what you can. Uh, so yeah, I was not best disappointed. Of what's around? So absolute buy. Hello, baby. <laughs> Next beer up. <laughs> Next beer up. Uh, thanks to Scott. We got some lumber beard in here. This is Fresh Dreams. Their wet hop IPA, brewed with freshly harvested strata hops from Roy Farms. Roy rules. Six and a half percent. Um, West Coast ish, you know, nice and clear, and um, I love the hell out of this beer. Big buy for me. Wells, so we had a fresh hot beer strata hop last show too. Yep, and that was damn tasty. But uh, fresh dreams was this is tasty stuff. Again, like a beer you can see through. Uh, very, very little body to it. It's it's a hop showcase. This is damn good. Uh, I I really enjoy Strata hops. Who knew? So that's a buy, Josh. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, this is absolutely. You can pour that in the other glass. You don't have to worry well, about. I wanted that. to make sure that wasn't what you had in your hand. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, no. This is it, this is very transparent of what it is. This is a fresh hop beer. Like it, it like. I know I opined about this last year after coming back from the Pacific Northwest during hop, fresh hop season. Right. But like, this is the kind of stuff that you get everywhere you go. Okay. Just clear, great IPAs, nothing to hide, just showcasing fresh hops, and it is glorious. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could I could have this hooked up to an IV and just flowing through me all day and and feel like a normal person. Indeed. Oh, absolute buy. Next beer up. Next beer up from other half. This is Green City, a DDH hazy IPA. Citra Centennial Simcoe. That sounds familiar. Um. Again, this this is a this is a solid other half beer. I I don't have any issues with it. There's not a problem with it. I, not going to the steps you're going to in order to get it. But um, I like this one. I, I would I would buy a can of it. You know, if, if I'm at my bottle shop on Thursday when cans are two dollars off, I, I would I would pick this up. Sure. Wells, there's almost like a spearminty note to this that I'm barely picking up on, but I I just really enjoy this. It's it's a easy. That might have been me. I spit my gum in your glass. Oh man, is that what that is? Yep. Um, seven percent again, like. Fairly light-bodied. We've, we've had a lot of kind of thicker, hazy IPAs on the show kind of recently, and this is not that. Uh, this is really tasty, and I enjoy it. Thanks for picking this up, Josh. So bye. Josh. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Broccoli is number one in their list of hazies to try. <clears throat> Green City, again, just kind of going off of the general zeitgeist, is number two of... Again, talking readily available. I'm not talking about the fucking whales and everything else. The readily available stuff. The only beer that I did not get to actually get that I'm disappointed was their 
anchovy beer, but I was able to get everything else. So, I mean... Anchovy hop, you mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, beer yeah, yeah. It does yeah. not include anchovy. It does not include anchovy. Um, the anchovy hop beer. But this was number two, and I can see why. Like, this is just a well-made, well-balanced, yep. like... I, <laughs> I look at... Use your I, words. I, I know. It, it's one of those things where it's just like you, you buy from one of these places and you just you don't know what you're going to get. 100%. Like, you took a gamble. I did. I took a huge fucking gamble. And you were nervous about it. I remember. Very, very nervous. I mean, this was not a cheap box by any stretch of the imagination. And that's what she said. I have been utterly imp- impressed with everything that we've had. I am beyond excited for you guys to try the rest of the stuff that we won't even get to until our next recording session because I think it's even better than what this stuff is. And the fact that I got to bring Wells some hazies that he's never got to try, at yep, least yep. a few, makes me always super excited. But that's not the reason why I'm going to buy this. It's just a well-made beer. It's well-balanced. It, it deserves the, the tiny little hype that it has. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Um, Scott sent us a Fort George three-way IPA. Uh, this is the this is the Bodie Brewery, right? They make Bodie. No, no, that's uh, Georgetown. Georgetown. Okay, George. You, you see why? Right, I got right. Confused. Fort George is in Astoria, Oregon. Okay, okay. So uh, if you want to go hang out with the Goonies, mm. Mm. this is where. Uh, this is a collaboration. They've done this a number of times. We've had a couple of their variations on the show. Uh, this is a collaboration with Anchorage and Cellar Maker. Um, and it's it's okay. I, I feel like it's getting eclipsed by a bunch of better beer in the show. On its own, it's probably fine. Um, in fact, actually, I can say that for a fact because I had this one kind of on its own Saturday. It's a, it's a fine enough beer, and I don't mind it. Uh, it gets absolutely swallowed up in the show somewhat because it is um, at this point a, about three and a half months old. So like, I think that's kind of hurting it a little bit, but we've had this on the show before. It's always a good IPA. I think this is, it's a, it's a good brewery. It's a good beer. Uh, I'm very excited for the Fort George Fremont old ale collaboration, Ooh. a cuvee of several different beers. Um, I can only get so erect. Correct. But this one, um, I'll, I'll pass on for preference for some of the others. Wells? Wells. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I don't care if it's got a couple months on it. Uh, it's still still tasty. I would have liked to have it uh, fresher, but I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it. It's a buy. Sometimes Josh. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't kick this out of bed for eating crackers. And... The fact that it's three months and I have had IPAs from other breweries that are in North Carolina that are a month old and taste worse than this says a lot. So, yeah, I'll absolutely buy this. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up uh, from Lumberbeard. This is QED, a cold IPA. Um, and so QED stands for Quadrat Demonstratum, the Latin phrase. That which was to be demonstrated. And so it's like, this is one of those beers. It's kind of like um, the QC Brewfest. You know, like they have their their um, kind of special charity beer. that they're, they're going after. And so this is a beer uh, that's made for the Ales for ALS Foundation. Oh, okay. Um, you know, in, in memory of um, one of the the graphic designer's late grandfather. So, um, you know, like, like super cool idea. Uh, the, the can has a lot of math and uh, geometry on it, but this, I guess has a hot blend that was designed for ales for ALS. And then I'm assuming they all got to kind of do their own little take on it. Nice. You know me, I love a cold IPA. I really enjoy this beer. It's really good. Um, I like the cause, but I, I really like the beer as well. So it's a buy for me. Wells? Oh, it, it's, it's quite lovely. I, I get like a little bit of strawberry to this. Uh, really enjoy it. Super easy drinking, 7.2%. Um, 
we've had a lot of beers on the show, last show too, that kind of have this no-nonsense body to it and just let the hop show off. Uh, I love this time of year for that reason. Yeah. Because this is damn good and a bye. I wish everybody in town here could make cold IPAs like that Perry Street from last show or this lumber beer from this show. Divine Barrel does a great job as well. But these are way more hop forward and I love it. Yeah. Josh, what do you I, got on this? I would agree. Like this is delicious, very hop forward, uh, hits all the things of a cold IPA that I would want. Absolute buy. And final beer up. Final beer up um, from Casita. This is the Pig Pickin' Triple IPA weighing in at a hefty 10%. There you go, a little for you. I don't have that one. Maybe, maybe not. Um, this is boozy and chesty, and I don't know if it's just because my palate and body has gotten more attuned to the fresh hop and like lighter expression. I mean, when was the last time you saw an orange IPA? It's been a while. Yeah. I maybe in in a different world this is okay. Um This okay, here we go. Beer brewed with pale malt, flaked wheat, flaked oats, vanilla pineapple, comma, mandarin, comma. Vanilla pineapple is a hop variety, maybe? Citrus, Sabro, Cashmere, and Simcoe. They imperialized a fan favorite, which was their Pig Pick and IPA. Um, I, I think this is one of those like last beer up, and I'm just toast. I'm, I'm not. I'm not enjoying this at all. It's a no buy. Wells. After politics aside, uh, politics aside, after after so many wonderfully light and hop forward uh, fresh hot beers uh, then this one just comes in and just is sitting on my tongue and won't let go um, I know that my palate is probably colored after having so many fresh hop beers but but all that aside like I don't, I'm not I'm just not buying this it's, it's a little too much Josh. So I brought this one on specifically because I had that reaction. I can't figure out what I don't like about this beer. Yeah. But I don't like it. Yep. And like I bought a four pack of it and I tried one and I was like, I don't like it. Yep. I tried another. Didn't like it. Like, you know, sometimes we all know, like you go back to a beer yep. and like 100%. you find a no and you're like, okay, this works all of a sudden. Yep. 100%. I could not figure out what it was because this is not badly made, but it does hang around too long. It's it's muddled. It's got this like weird vanilla taste to it. And I was thrown off too, Jeff, by that vanilla pineapple thing. Like, is that a hop variety? Did you throw vanilla and pineapple in? What did you do? Like, I, I'm very confused by that part too. Um, I really wanted to like this. I want to understand you, but I can't. Yeah, I, I, I just... Why are you like this? Is yeah. what I want to yell at this beer. Because it... On paper, I should have loved this beer. I just don't. And it was such a letdown. Yep. And, and, and again, having a four-pack is something that you think you're going to actually really enjoy, and it just says, fuck you, every time you try one, you're like... Well, I know two other people in the world that may like this beer, so maybe I'm the asshole, which well, I mean, 90% of the time I am. Well, 100% of the time, that's correct. Right. You are. But I don't, like, sometimes, I, like, so they're the, to, to, okay, maybe this is, I don't know if this is the right way to demonstrate how I feel about this beer, but to me, it's like one of those overly adjuncted stouts that tried too hard. To me, this is a try-hard beer yeah. where there's so much going on that it's overwhelming and nothing's going on. And, and, I did, and, and, and I'm just... Yeah. And again, maybe it's unfair because we've had some great beer in the last two hours. This is the last one up. Which but I even I, told you, like, 
you could set this one aside because you know I knew what I had with the other half. But I stuff. also feel like when I've got a triple, like a ten percent triple, and it's hazy, like though that's one of the few times that I really get into a hazy. Yeah. So I was actually thinking this was gonna work. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, that's true. And on that note, it's time for I tap that. Pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, what I'm would you ready. put on your real or pretend kegerator? Jeff said he's not ready. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready what, too. Wells, what was yours? Why fresh streams. Absolutely fresh streams. It turns out I need to like remember strata hops because that that's two recordings in a row that I'm like, oh, this is strata. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Josh. All right. So I got to go Green City. And yeah. again, not just because I, I paid all this money for this beer. That's a damn well made DDH. It was really good. Yep. It's, it's two par of, yes, this is what this beer style should taste like. 100%. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think, like, I was kind of waffling between really both of the lumber beards. Um, but that Fresh Dreams, I'm with Wells. Like, like that's, it's, clean and it's crisp and it's hops and it's full glory and it's like you know they, they say that you have like sounds and smells trigger like memories stronger than anything else but right like, that beer took me back to a year ago and i'm like yes this is what i loved going in and having these like almost crystal clear six to eight percent ipas with just the freshest of hops and just loving every minute of it. Yeah, absolutely. Gesundheit. You all right over there? Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Jeff, we're in the he show. had a fresh sneeze. It's fine. Fresh sneeze. <laughs> uh, check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com or patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Facebook.com slash craftbeercast. Uh, X.com slash CBcast. X going to give it to you. Reddit.com slash u slash craft beer cast? <laughs> slash r. Slash, no, but the username. Yeah, yeah but yeah, the, okay, the well, subreddit yeah. is subreddit slash, r. slash r. Yeah. We're all over the places. Honestly, unless this is your first show, you've heard us talk about him. You're probably not listening to me anymore. You probably already skipped to the next episode. And you know what? I don't blame you. I would do the same. Totally. Wells, can they find you anywhere? Besides sneezy sneeze. Besides sneezing, you can find me at all the wells on Instagram. Josh, where are you? Besides right there. Uh, besides right here. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend. Tell somebody you've been listening to us, or you're new and you actually enjoy our banter. Um, you may, you may not. I don't know. Like why people listen to us sometimes is beyond me. But I appreciate every one of you that does listen, and Patreon does help us a ton. Like honestly, we have done this independent loud and proud for years and will continue to do so so any little shekel you can kick even if it's a dollar i don't care that just it helps it helps fund equipment it helps fund beer purchases i mean maybe one day our patreon could become big enough that it could fund a trip to like gabf or dark lord day with the whole two to three people we have supporting yes. us on patreon the yes. answer is no it I will not ever be that shut up it will not a, a man can dream jeff a man can dream. Yeah, you can dream all you want. You're going to have to start selling yourself a little more. All right. Well, uh, OnlyFans.com slash Craft Beer Cast is coming soon. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. I don't even want to know what kind of content you would put on. That'd be terrible. 